Welcome back to your Daily Dose. It's me, Nick. I've got a big birthday coming up next year, and it got me and Bob talking about how we change as we age. What did we used to be passionate about that kind of falls by the wayside? For me, it's music. It's an aging-appropriate dose for you, dear listener. Enjoy. I will be 50 years old. That is amazing. Next year. That's, you know, do you feel, do you feel it when you turn a decade? No, no, but I do feel like still the societal expectations of some kind, like uh, maybe I should be acting a certain way, maybe I should be dressing a certain way, maybe I should be, um, you know, more mature and on some level. <laughs> and I definitely don't like the um, stereotypes that I have fallen into. You know, for example, when I was younger, even into my 30s, really into music. Yeah. Knew who was knew who was up and coming. Knew what was going on. Could name a bunch of bands that I listened to. Now, no, not as much. Not as much. And it's just it's not as important either. But I could talk about podcasts all day. Yeah. Um. Because right now that's what's more entertaining in the car to me. That's what's more entertaining. Like music, I need in the background if I'm writing or if I'm reading or something along those lines. But if I'm really podcasts have changed the way that I can deal with stuff like travel um, and driving and, you know, that sort of thing. Used to be a mixtape when I would take a long trip, right? And you just play that thing over and over and over again. But I I do think it's, it has evolved. We've evolved, but also the mediums evolved. Yeah. But I think it's interesting what you just pointed out because it is a fact of my life as well, that music has moved from the foreground to the background. Mm -hmm. That when I was younger, all I needed was driving music for my exercise, for a long trip. Just give me the good music I want to listen to. That was all it took. But now I need information. I need books. I need podcasts. I need to, to call people from my car. It's just, I need that engagement for my brain. When I think with music, it was part of my identity. Like I remember, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine texted me and said, uh, somebody who I haven't talked to in a few years lives out on the West Coast somewhere and goes, Hey man, I was just in the car listening to Ben Harper, and I'm so glad you introduced me to that dude. Yeah. Um, ben Harper, a musician, yeah. you know, really, really incredible musician. And uh, uh, last year, uh, I was up at uh, some friends for opening day for the NFL season, and uh, my friend Mark's brother, who lives in North Carolina, used to make mixtapes for the Fourth of July party that he did, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, I I don't know if you remember this, but there was like this." Sammy Davis Jr. song that I'd never heard that he'd covered. And I would just, I still listen to that. And I'm like, that, this was... You affected people with yeah. music. That's a that's a different than just enjoying the music itself. You but managed, now, like, I don't do that. You don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't know music. I don't, like, uh, you know, a friend invited me to a concert for an artist that I'd never heard of. Yeah. You and went, so, though. Oh, I definitely went. Like, I yeah. still enjoyed it, and it was a very cathartic experience because... You know, I hadn't been to a live show in a while. It reminds But you. it also was like, I have no idea who this is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I'm not necessarily going to dig into it and learn more about it. But that's liberating that sort of too, though, because you're just, you're just there to listen and experience. Yeah. It's not like you're waiting for that song to show up, the one that you really love, right? Patty and I were talking about concerts that where you discovered people. Yeah. Like what's, what was a concert that you didn't know much about the band, but when you got there, you were like, Oh man, now I'm a fan. Cowboy Mouth. 
Cowboy Mouth. Yeah. Really. So really fun band. Um, only really good live. Like their recorded stuff is okay. And they they have a lot of uh, like live recordings as well out yeah. there. But uh, the drummer, who is also the main singer, is the son of a, you know, uh, Southern Baptist minister, that sort of thing. And has that personality can pull you in and everything else. Oh, yeah. And it was the timing of it as well. It was my first trip to New Orleans for Jazz Fest. They were, for whatever reason, it was one of the night shows. It wasn't the actual fest itself. And they were opening for Lenny Kravitz. Oh, cool. Which we were there because I went with uh, my Barb, uh, my ex, and John. Uh, This was before we were dating. It was just kind of the three of us were really good friends. And we went to shows in town. And then I said, well, look, Lenny Kravitz is playing at night here. Lyle Lovett is playing the next night, who I love. I, I know Let's a go lot of people who love him. To yeah. New Orleans. And I didn't even realize Jazz Fest was happening. It was just yeah. like these all these amazing musicians are in town. They play the fest during the day, and then if they can, they book concerts at night. Nice. And so we ended up going, and this was probably fairly peak my music knowledge, because I knew like a lot of the people were playing, a lot of the alternative artists, the acid jazz slash funk guys. But Cowboy Mouth opened for Lenny Kravitz, and you would never put those two together. Like, that is not a natural pairing. But they needed an opener. Cowboy Mouth is from New Orleans. And so that, to me, was better than Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. Um, just because, And then I probably went to 20 shows of Cowboy Mouth. Wow. Here and in other places. That's, yeah. I don't think I've been to 20 shows of any band ever. Yeah. Wow. That's just incredible. because it was such a great show. And I kept bringing other people to introduce them to yeah, it. And yeah. then they would go... And see the show as well. Don't you love that? Yeah. When you When you find something at, that you know you can show other people. Have you ever brought somebody to something that you loved and they were like, yeah. Uh, occasionally. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember being really into, was another band called, um, oh God, what is the name of this band? It'll come to me in a second. But it was like, oh my gosh, you got to go see this band. And it was really like a... Like the guy, I think, is more of a classic rock guy. And this was very like indie, lo-fi, like really introspective, kind of melancholy music. And yeah, he was not into that show. (laughs) It's like they're playing downstairs and it's going to be great. And so, yeah, that's definitely happened. We have that with my kids very often, actually. I should say very often, but at least a few times in my life where I'm like, you got to see this movie and you got to hear this song. And then it's just like, ah, I get so deflated because... I feel like I'm giving them a gift and then they're like, I really, it's like, I, I, okay, it reminds me of, we went to our neighbor's uh, birthday party and Patty thought it would be a really good idea to get them a molten lava cake as a, as a gift and they bring this molten lava cake and set it in front of her and you could tell by the look on her face, she hates chocolate. Oh, I was going to say that she and hates she, volcanoes. she worked up a smile. <laughs> yeah, she hates volcanoes. Everybody too. has she, very yeah, polarizing feelings that. about volcanoes. I get that. Yeah. She, she didn't. She tried to smile, but it wasn't really. It was more of a grimace, and she said, "I'll let somebody else eat that first. And it was very. It got back to her, and she never took a bite of it. Aww. And it was just like. But that's what I'm talking about when I offer up these things to my kids. I feel like I'm offering chocolate to Joyce. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, I I love this, so you should love this. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. So, and that's that's not always the way, but when it has been, it takes the it's wind right point. out of me. Iron and wine was Iron the name and of the wine. band. Yeah. I know that band Iron and Wine. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of um, 
There were a couple songs that I knew in the 90s, I think, that they sang. Yeah, I think late 90s, early 2000s when they started out. And then, Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of what it was, though. Hi, friends. It's Bob. Every time I talk to Nick about music or sports or science fiction, I add to my vocabulary and my range of knowledge. When he told me he's seen Cowboy Mouth 20 times, I knew in that single moment that I'll probably never be into something as much as Nick is into something, no matter how much I'm into something. There is one notable exception, which is Patty, the love of my life. I am pretty into that one. Whatever you're into, Nick and I sure appreciate you tuning in. That does it for this episode of Your Daily Dose. We'll be back with another installment tomorrow. Have some fun out there.